0: Hello. Good. How are you, Miss <laughs> good.
1: I tried to start it and you your As yes.
0: our listeners may notice, the dynamic is different as it is late at night, not early in the morning. So I am fully awake.
1: And I am more sleepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening today.
1: <laughs> that was, that was a good one too, punch, Val way to set that up. I feel like um, we've
0: done this at eight forty AM instead of eight forty PM. I was just very asleep. But you yes. know, it's okay. So
1: we, we definitely have. Um, cool. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, so today we are talking about...
1: The 100 Little Ideas.
0: So, what is that?
1: So first of all,
0: let's start with...
1: So, it's something our dad sent us, um, and it's basically a long... So, the description on the top says, a list of ideas <laughs> in no particular order and from different fields that help explain how the world works. And so... first. It's, Oh wait. Yeah, go ahead.
0: So the email has the link and the quote because it says a list of small little ideas. He goes little question mark is the title of the email, and then (laughs) the whole subject email is just morning mind benders. XOXO dad.
1: (laughs) And it's funny because he's like little, and the reason he asked that is because the list is really long. It's not small list, but like each like phrase is really small, so it actually is little in my opinion. But that's a different problem. So
0: my experience with this is I got this email when I, like, had woken up and, like, I was still in bed checking my emails in between alarms. Like, basically in between sleeping. And I read (laughs) some of these and I forgot about it until you mentioned it today because it kind of seemed just like a weird dream that I had. (laughs) (laughs) Where I was scrolling through and I was like, what is happening? And then I went back to sleep and then I woke up for real. Forgot about it. So freshly going (laughs) to read through these Do you want to just start with um are there any you like i didn't read them all but oh no
1: i think we should just go through all of them and then when an hour hits we'll we'll be like oh we'll have to stop
0: oh my god Um, okay i don't like the first one
1: there are a hundred of them um and (laughs) yeah i we're gonna have to use our enunciation skills in a large way today uh, because they're a lot a lot of them are pretty wordy in the fact that like it's not like it's not a group of simple words. It's usually a group of complicated slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like words. idea.
0: They're ideas, not like words. Yeah. Like they're terms, okay. but like ideas.
1: So let's alternate. And we'll I'll put say... the link
0: in the show notes, right? Do you know how to yeah. do that?
1: Cool. Uh, I'll try. Um, we'll try. <laughs> if
0: not, Google it. It's
1: fine. <laughs> um, so I'll say the first, I'll, I'll say the like the word, you say the description, then we talk about it and then we'll oh. switch back and forth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm okay so the first one and then
0: is, wait are we gonna send this podcast to dad after that
1: <laughs> that would be funny we, <laughs> that'd be we so should. funny we we'll should. see how it
0: goes first but <laughs> no, yeah
1: if it goes well then you're hearing this dad and yes okay
0: um
1: so depressive realism
0: okay this is the idea that depressed people have a more accurate view of the world because they're more realistic about how risky and fragile life is they're the opposite of blissfully unaware so they're blissfully aware basically yeah um i don't yes. like that i think it's why wrong. don't
1: you like it because you're
0: uh... i think it's a biased description of life to say how risky and fragile
1: yeah i no, i i, I like the last part which is the opposite of blissfully unaware because that's totally a thing like a stereotype of like being optimistic or, and mm. not and not depressed you're like blissfully unaware right but like most people aren't completely blissfully unaware right it's a scale right whereas
0: blissfully but i also unaware- think that's true with depression with realism and depression. exactly
1: so that's my point i think depressive realism is on one side of the scale blissfully unaware is on the other side and yeah on one side of the scale depressive realism makes sense but um unfortunately it's also not very productive in society and you should probably find somewhere in between
0: yeah I just think it's like like it makes sense a little bit like I'm applying to internships and I'm realizing it's making me sad to realize that like realistically like they're very selective and so that made me sad but I think that's way different than like depressed people's view of the world because I think like right. with like depression every day like I wouldn't say that's a they're just realizing the world in the real way like I don't think that's true but I, I think there think... is our elements of it you know what I mean
1: what well, do you agree that like in the 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 subject seems to imply that the world is risky and fragile. That That's the other is...
0: thing. Screw you... that. No.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. I agree. I'm like. Yeah. I I I don't. Ag- I th- I think it is. Yeah. Like not everything's risky and fragile, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice
1: one. <sighs> now you say the word. Okay. The first, Skill research.
0: compensation.
1: People who are exceptionally good at one thing tend to be exceptionally poor at another.
0: This was such a sad thing to wake up to. I was like, I was like, so first I'm depressed and realistic, and also I'm exceptionally bad at something, probably. (laughs) I think I don't get this one as
1: much. (laughs) Like, what's it? Oh, okay. You know, like people have natural abilities.
0: So, so it's like a genius naturally unable to do things.
1: It's like Like geniuses. Who are exceptionally good at like like, uh, I don't know. They're genius. They're exceptionally smart. Might not be exceptionally have a like who basically like maybe it's like exceptionally high IQ but then low EQ, right? Go together.
0: Yeah, I took this as just like everyone has things they're naturally apt, they're better at,
1: but you I also have better things at
0: learning that you're naturally not great at is what it's saying. I don't know if I think that's true.
1: I feel like everyone's good slash. Poor in something or another right like that's why i don't like it yeah. as much but i think the point is if you're like exception like exceptionally is the keyword
0: mm-hmm. i don't know yeah I don't okay
1: know. um curse of knowledge
0: this is the ability inability to communicate your ideas because you wrongly assume that others have the necessary background to understand what you're talking about yeah that's, like this is that's true a thing. It's so this true, one's yeah. so true when is the last time you experienced the curse of knowledge it sounds like a board game card like <laughs> um
1: well, it doesn't happen too much because usually like i'm like it's the opposite way around i'm talking to someone smarter and i like don't understand them because like i don't have the facts mm. that i think um i i think about the curse of knowledge a lot when i think about like my past self and what they thought of different things and the like I look at what how I think about it now and I'm like oh wow it's like way more complicated than like five years ago Sevy thought it was
0: like you were unable to understand because you didn't have the background or, or like and
1: sometimes like I'm also thinking this is probably a different like set of, a phrase or a different um set of words um but I think a lot about how I uh, like how when you actually do something or practice something, then you are more likely to remember what you learned from it, right? From making the mistake on it. So for example, this is kind of personal, but the, like when I went through puberty, like I uh, before that, like in sex education in school, they were, they always talked about how it's like, oh, puberty doesn't happen overnight. These things don't all happen at the same time, right? They're like gradual, right? Mm-hmm. And like they said it like 10 times and it just not, did not go through my soul. So I, I, like, I still... <laughs> I still wrongly assumed it would all happen at the same time, even though they said that. And then one day it's just like, I got it because it was actually happening to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it like, for some reason I like, and then I remembered all the times they said it and I'm like, Oh, like that. Like, now
0: you understand. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I feel like there's so many things that like, and then it, then you ask the question, which is the opposite, which is how much of what I tell people, they just like, they don't understand mm. it right like yeah and like,
0: maybe that's hard like i asked you when's the last because, time this happened to you. you probably don't know
1: and, and that's that's how that's what now that isn't the curse of knowledge but like you can see how that has parallels to the curse of knowledge right to the mm-hmm. lack of understanding um I'll know, i know
0: i used to debate a lot of politics um and like economic policy with someone who hadn't taken an econ class in the same way that i had Right. And I literally would be like, I can draw the, di- like, I can draw this diagram. Like, what I'm saying is true. But, like, that wouldn't have helped. And that didn't work as a convincing mechanism. And it made me so mad because I was like, I this is, like, I can okay. draw it for you.
1: Yeah, there's the Christian knowledge. And I
0: didn't know how to communicate that in other ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, in-, in some ways, like, communicating knowledge, like, In engineering, like you have to do with pictures, because it's so visual, and you literally you cannot use just words unless you already have that knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. And even if you have that knowledge, it's a lot harder with words and easier with pictures. But anyway, that's I keep talking about different things. Okay, yeah, no, but we agree that that one's like super awesome. That's Um, real. We got one so
0: far. Okay,
1: Um, is it my turn or your turn?
0: Oh, my turn. Base rates.
1: The success rate of everyone. who's done what you're about to try
0: what's the point of that what am i supposed to do with this that? one i
1: had to read a couple oh times, it goes so with understand. the next one i think it it totally does okay um, let's do but, the next one. Oh no 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 I, let's deconstruct this one and then the <laughs> next one will be you'll get it faster so the success rate of everyone who's done what you're what you're about to try <laughs> uh, it, this one like i literally read five times before i got it is it I, just like I, the I, success I like rate of again.
0: things you do
1: I, th- I think the keyword is like everyone. The success rate of everyone. So yeah. people who have already done what you're about to try. Um. So for example, like, oh, what's a good example? Like,
0: if you shoot a basketball, there is a bra- There is a number out there of every time anyone's tried, how many times it's worked.
1: Right. Um. I think a better example is something like maybe like the lottery. Right. Um. Oh well, that's. Like you 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 look at the lottery and you're like oh i could win a a billion a million dollars and then you look at the base rate and you're like maybe this isn't a good idea
0: that's a good example yeah okay
1: um and then the next one (laughs) base rate neglect
0: this is assuming the success rate of everyone who's done what you're about to try so the base rate doesn't apply to you caused by overestimating the extent to which you do things differently than anyone else
1: so this doesn't work as well in the lottery example, because how the, do you do the lottery but it does differently? Work in but the,
0: um, it does work in the shooting the basketball example, or even, this is so bad, I was at a class, we're about to have a midterm, and the professor said, just so you guys know, the average is not usually very high for this midterm. Right. And my first thought was, okay, well, I'm gonna get 100. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care what your average has been every other year you've taught this class, that doesn't change the grade I'm expecting, yeah. and the grade so, I was expecting before.
1: And that's base rate neglect 101. Probably.
0: if (laughs) I We'll see how it works out. Yeah. No. (laughs) But it is. I'm saying I do things differently than everyone who's ever taken this class. I'm sure they all studied. Like, I probably don't do things differently than them. But... Yeah. I also
1: think... There's probably a word for this, too. But I feel like people overestimate how different they are from other people.
0: But I also feel like...
1: that's okay, a whole other I, I think topic this is in true. of itself
0: i feel like modesty and humility is a topic that i've been thinking a lot about but i also feel like there's a point where it's you ha- you can't be oh my god maybe this is depressive realism you can't be realistic <laughs> about your chances you have to have hope that you're going to be the one who's going to get it otherwise like would you just not like what would no, you do yeah no, for some it, things with very small chances
1: exactly and it's a good way to think about life like oh like yeah, this is going to be almost impossible to do, but the only way I'm going to do it is if I think I can. Right? Exactly.
0: Um, there you go. And
1: yeah. it's a good way to dece- like it, deceive like
0: uh, deceive I'm trying to think
1: of what it would be called like, I don't know. All anyway, right. Um let's keep going. Um
0: think it's your turn. Compassion fade.
1: People have more compassion for small groups of victims than larger groups. 'Cause the smaller the group, the easier it is to identify individual victims.
0: This is when I said I'm done with this list and I went back to bed. I said this oh.
1: is too sad. <laughs> this one's so true. Like it's so th- sad. Th- that that's why uh when you there are stories like if you it, this is basically the example or this explains how it's like uh what is it, statistics are lo- uh what's the phrase like a statistic is a lot a number Statist- a story or what's, you know what I'm trying to say? No. There's like this really big thing. It's like, like basically like you tell, you say a statistic where like, oh, this is terrible. I, I, I don't know what the real number is, but let's say 20% of people are starving in Africa. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That doesn't get people to pay money. What gets people to pay money is like a story about one starving person in Africa. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because like everyone wants to pay to that person. That's unhelpful because you want to pay to the 20%, not the 0.001% of that 20%. But people want to know that their money's going to that individual. So it's like, how do you? And there's lots of organizations who've like used, not used this, but but, like made this, made people more likely to get
0: around this. Like, I think about big, big tragic events like World War II. And when I think of World War II, I don't think of all the people all the victims like instead i think of you know the stories that i've heard and but that still stands out because yeah okay anyway Hmm. system
1: justification theory
0: insufficient systems will be defended and maintained if they serve the needs of the people who benefit from them individual incentives can sustain systematic stupidity
1: that's interesting um
0: Okay. Hmm. If they uh, serve uh, the needs of the people who benefit from them, here, how, insu- that again, how inefficient cause... are they? Read that one again. I'm a little again, confused. But... Okay, read that in... one again
1: because we don't, we... other people don't have the benefit of being able to read it more than once.
0: Inefficient systems will be defended and maintained if they serve the needs of people who benefit from them. Individual incentives can sustain the systematic stupidity. So So my question is what's an example of a system that serves the need of the people who benefit, but isn't efficient. Okay. Maybe it would just be like, it costs a ton. It costs like a lot, but it works. So you're not going to get rid of it, even though it's systematically like,
1: Oh, I have a good example of this. Like, just like, Dad's not going to like this, but the, um, Uh, uh, the space and aeronautics industry is a good example of this in the United States, right? Rockets are very inefficient systems, right now. Really? Um, well, so they're inefficient in terms of cost. You could okay. argue what they're efficient. He, uh, NASA has been very, like, basically they overspend in order to mitigate risk of, da- of damage to the people who go up on the rockets and others, okay. right? Um, but like, if you look at like the Soyuz capsule, which is what uh, sends astronauts to space in Russia, it's literally like 1960s technology copied today right um they literally it's still a bunch of leds and switches in the cockpit right um and the point is like nasa has this huge they have all these like suppliers everywhere around the united states that get paid a lot of money to make very specialized equipment because they're only making like one or two rockets right um and basically it's very inefficient like you look at like the the reason i call it inefficient is like you look at spacex like they've been been able to bring the cost of a rocket like they've been able to cut it by an order of magnitude which is like stupid yeah right um and the reason they've been able to do that is because it was inefficient before um because that but it served system the needs. like justified justified itself and was like oh all these people have jobs like making this really special equipment like we can't exactly just get rid of it all right mm-hmm. um i'd argue a lot of people uh who are Uh, socialists also think about this about the like the 1% Um,
0: like they don't think this like they think that is the they
1: they think the um,
0: see all my examples were socialist systems
1: so I'd argue a lot of socialists think capitalist systems are like this they're inefficient and are defended and maintained by the or they think governments like this government's probably a good example of this that's what I was saying
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, I think of, um, yeah. I mean, I can think of examples on both sides. Like, there are some, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. It's, I don't understand how the first, the
1: so inefficient systems will be defended and maintained if they serve the needs of the people who benefit from them. I wonder how does that connect with individual incentives can sustain systematic stupidity. I guess
0: because the people who benefit from them have the individual sy- incentive, even though the system is inefficient and, oh, like, dumb. Oh, I see. Okay. Like, if it works, even if it's, like, like, a really, really roundabout way. Like, if you're saying, okay, well, it gets them to space. Even if it's, like, a lot that, like, doesn't need to be done, it does work. So the incentive of, like, I want to be safe in space, even though the system itself is, like, maybe bloated or, like, not. I don't I don't know. That's I don't know anything fun. about the space system. But if it is stupid, yeah. like, the incentives, yeah. I'd argue,
1: yeah, no, any system that, like, is a positive feedback loop will, Gain traction, even if it is inefficient. It's probably another way to put it mm. in more sciencey terms. Um, Interesting. Like, just capitalism in general is a good example, right? Um, like, money doesn't bring a lot of happiness into the world, but it does. It is a self. It is a system that like, like perpetuates itself. Okay, um, I would
0: argue that money does bring a lot of happiness in the world.
1: Okay, it does, but I because it lifts would you, would people you...
0: out of poverty, which is like despotism and provides people with opportunity yeah. no, even if it I'm not, I'm not saying like yeah. $20 and a shopping spree makes people happier like yeah. I'm not saying that but I think that in general but do not you
1: see my point
0: as big of poverty no okay.
1: but I see the point um, of
0: this I think it's I think it's can, it can be right but I think which examples qualify for this is very dependent on like who's talking Okay,
1: you good with that one or you want to talk more yeah
0: no I want to I okay. go to the next one it sounds cool
1: Three men make a tiger
0: people will believe anything if enough people tell them it 's true. It comes from a Chinese proverb that if one person tells you there 's a tiger roaming around, you can assume they 're lying. If two people tell you, you begin to wonder if three say it 's true you 're convinced there 's a tiger and you panic
1: This actually is really uh, reminiscent like this works really well in terms of like the echo chambers of today 's society right um, mm-hmm. in that like if you're let's say you 're um let's go on the other side because it's more or let's go on a i shouldn't say side um let's go for (laughs) like the side of the people who voted for trump um Mm -hmm. the americans who voted for trump like they might think they might see something that oh uh uh uh, hillary clinton like like did x right x bad thing right Mm -hmm. um sorry it's hard for me to know what that would be um and then uh and then like, oh, oh, they'll be like, oh, right. And then let's say Trump tweets the same thing, right. Um, and then they hear it, see it on Facebook from one of their friends, right. It's like, maybe that X thing's right. Maybe it's wrong. Um, but either way, like that echo chamber is now like to them, even though all three of those things could have been wrong.
0: See, I would say though, like the thing and about this is that. this just says people. I think it also depends who they are like there's a whole part of our someone said this was like an American thing I don't know if I think that's true but like not believing experts or like skeptical or like you don't if some, if you know someone's political party and you disagree with that you might not believe that um, so I think but it, yeah so it makes me I think this is just like random people tell you something and you don't know if they're credible or not but by the time it gets to three people you're like it's credible because of the three people Right. Like, if you see three people on Facebook, I don't know who these Facebook people are. Like, I, if you see Twitter, maybe it's a better example. Like, I'm not friends with you, but I see this thing was retweeted three times, like, or I see it come up three times. Right. Maybe then it does seem more credible.
1: And I think I yeah, know, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it's kind of like the attention economy, right? Um, like the more attention something's brought, the more real it becomes.
0: Mm-hmm. But I also um, think Americans have a lot of skepticism or people in general, maybe that's human nature. I, so, I, I, so
1: I think it's a little human nature and I think it's a little Americanism. I think and maybe
0: that's part so of So if
1: experts, and here's the distinction, if experts tell you something, how to live your life, then I'd say most people don't like being told how to live their life. And therefore it's like human nature. But I feel like Americans especially don't like to be told how they should live, right? Because mm-hmm. For us, it's like independence is a very big trade, no matter who you are, so right? So maybe that's like and, if they
0: said hide from the tiger, you'd be like what? Or I don't know, something. Yeah,
1: but something more direct. And so I think like as an expert today, you need to have like not just a healthy dose of skepticism, but also like you need to be able to like explain and be a little bit more uh uh not be not be very forceful with language um in order to explain uh your point. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm
1: um and 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 maybe and and be that kind of person where like people will come to you for those answers as opposed to being the person that shouts over the wall what the answer is because nobody likes that person and they're not and they're going to just do the opposite. Ooh, that actually is probably a really good uh that, that's a good lead into one of the next ones that I What's the next remember. one? Remember or one of the next ones there was one that was mm-hmm. like you do the opposite of what people um like, if someone tells you something, you're more likely to do the opposite. Um, all right, we'll get, that. we'll get to that one, and you'll see. So, uh, is it my turn or your turn?
0: Um, I think it's your turn. I think it's mine. Are we at?
1: We're at the one after the tiger.
0: Sorry, I started scrolling. Buridan's ass.
1: A thirsty donkey is placed exactly midway between two pails of water. It dies because it can't make a rational decision about which one to choose. A form of decision paralysis
0: this happens to me all the time. Really? This was me. Do you remember me? Do you remember I guess you as a child? I guess sure you, you were I, so
1: indecisive. That
0: was one of my like primary character traits as a child. I think that's way different now, but when I get really hungry and I have to decide where to eat, I'm like too hungry to like think about do it really... and then I literally just it, I and then I'm like I just have to eat somewhere. Like it it doesn't really matter, but I'm like what where where should I eat? And then it yeah, just prolongs I don't have that problem,
1: and the way I do it is if I have to decide between a few, I like just I try to think of at least one reason why one is better than the other, and once I've thought of that reason, I just like immediately just go to it. You're like,
0: well, I'm convinced.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty easily convinced, which is another helpful trait.
0: Because yeah, that happens to me. So I've not died yet. So I didn't
1: read all of these, but of the like the first chunk that I did read, this is the first one I've actually heard of before, like the actual wording of it. Oh, really? I've um, heard of the yeah. next one. Okay, so Pareto's many, Principle. Many a time. I've heard Pareto.
0: Actually, yeah. Um, it's also it's, called the
1: 80-20 rule, but Pareto
0: Principle. I'm trying to think. I've heard it a lot in philosophy, and now I'm trying to remember how that connects. Anyway, it's the majority of outcomes are driven by the minority of events.
1: So this one, like, I read a book basically talking about this. or I'm reading a book it's probably a better way to put it because I haven't finished yet. Um, I'm working on it. And it's called the 80-20 rule. Or 80... I have it on my shelf. Are you, convinced? Do you think it's right? Oh, it's totally true. Um, The idea is, like... A... So, basically, it's, like... And the way the rule goes is, like, 20% of... Oh, okay, I have it within arm's reach. So, I'm going to read, like, the simplest version of it so that... Because I can. Um... The 80/20 principle or the Pretos principle tells us that in any population some things are likely to be much more important than others. A good benchmark or hypothesis is that 80% of the results or outputs flow from 20% of the causes and sometimes from a smaller portion. Um so 80/20 is just like a relative number. The idea is the majority and minority of 80 and 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so no over there.
0: um Okay, I remembered what I know. Yeah. I know something called the Pareto efficiency principle, which okay, is basically that? like it's kind of philosophical, but I feel like it's math. It's that you have a point where everything is not maximized, but like if something increases, it doesn't decrease something else. Like I'm pretty sure that's
1: Okay, that's interesting.
0: The best way, let me, let me make So sure so, so
1: so a great example is like if you think about anything in your life, chances are uh, only 20% of it is contributing to 80% of the effect. So a great example is like at work, only 20% of your time is contributing to 80% of like the profit of your company. Okay, right. Was... Or another example is like, these are more business case examples, like 80, 20% of your products are producing 80% of the uh, output. And then, 20% of your customers are giving you 80% of your profits. And then it's reversed. 20% of your profits are given by the, 80, the majority of 80%. Um, mm-hmm. And it basically shows you like things are way inefficient. And if you can even make them slightly less, like you can put a lot less effort into something and get a, hu- a much greater reward. See,
0: the way um, I, the thing that, that's so interesting. That's the opposite of what I would have expected the conclusion to be. I thought the conclusion would be if only 20% is doing a lot, you should be doing a lot so that that 20% is really big. No, but that's But the you're thing. saying like, like, it's about you're... targeting efficiency, not quantity. Yeah. So it's like,
1: it's trying. like, it's all about like, let's say you're spent, so you should figure out what at work and spend more time at work doing that 20% that contributes the 80% and cutting the 80% that only contributes to 20%. Mm-hmm. Another example is like customers, like, of your problems at your company are are contributed by 20% of your customers yeah so why don't you just like cut them out it saves you so much time and they're not like spending money on the product anyway like you could go towards so you could go towards like the and whereas like 20% of the people who like yeah so that's kind of like my point um another but it works in like life as well right like I 20% 20% of your time every day contributes to 80% of your happiness. Like there's just, and, and the whole point is like, it's around this, right? It could be 80, 20, it could be like 70, 30, it could be 70, 10. Like it doesn't have to add up to a hundred either. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because they're two different things. Okay. So, well, so a, a great example of, and this this will connect to you and maybe more of the listeners. If you're a student you know how like the first bit is pretty easy, and then as you try to make it better and better, it gets harder, right? Um, so a good so for example, um, you spend the first 20% of your time making 80% of the assignment done, right? Or getting up to a B, right? Getting up to an 80%. But then it takes a 80% more time to get that last 20% to getting your grade to an A. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you can write a piece of crap and spend like a short time, and and you get like close enough to get a B, and you're like, oh, like, and you can. So arguably, if you want to be more efficient, you shouldn't work like super hard at something. Um, you should do like just the bare minimum to get like that good enough grade. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, now, like, so this is kind of um, I I I still think it's worth like sometimes that last spending that 80% of extra time is worth it in a lot of respects because you get to that A and more importantly, you get to understanding the concept better because you're spending more time on it. Um, but in terms of just strict efficiency, um, if you want to be like the most efficient with your time possible, then it makes sense to like, what can I do to like learn the most, the quickest in the shortest amount of time? Like it's basically like figure out what 20% is the right 20% to work on to get 80% of the way to the like, yeah. goal.
0: Do you, so if you think the Pareto principle is true, do you think the next one's true?
1: Well yeah, because it's the opposite.
0: So the next one's Sturgeon's Law, 90% of everything is crap.
1: The obvious inverse of the Pareto's
0: principle, See, but hard I, to I, I reject that. I think I think it might be true that okay, eighty percent of your problems come from twenty percent of your customers. I think that that doesn't necessarily like you're still that okay, still it gives you so, other things. It gives you problem solving skills. Bam. Like Okay
1: I, I don't like the way that it's
0: 90% of everything is crap. I think a better way to
1: put it is a lot of things are unnecessary and but, only some of what your time is necessary.
0: I, yeah, I don't and know. And crap even, is not the best word to yeah, use Yeah, but even either. though, like, okay, 80, 20% of the things I do are making me 80% of my happiness. First of all, maybe the other things are, like, still worthwhile. I'm not saying they're not like, worthwhile. But it's not, but you're saying the inverse would be 80% of the things contribute to only 20% of your happiness, which is just like mathematically has to be true. The The
1: idea of the Pareto principle is humans think very uh, logically and very linearly. So we think it's like, everything's like a line upward, right? Mm -hmm. Like spend more work on it, you get better, right? Or like stuff like that. Um, The Pareto principle is just very simply that like every, it's all very exponential, right? It's all very like... a little bit contributes to a lot and vice versa and it's just the natural like it's the natural being of like i i negative and positive feedback loops it's the natural yeah. result of that
0: okay um, we're already 30 minutes in do you want to choose ones we think are right or we think no, are interesting I no think i think we should just keep scroll going. through i found one i really want to talk about oh you scrolled down and we'll,
1: yeah of course i did we'll do that one at the end if we haven't gotten to it. what do you
0: mean we're not gonna get there. i like going in order <laughs> Really? You want to just go through them all? Well, how are the problem how is are really they ordered? Boring if I can't we just figure out how them. they're ordered. They're not no, ordered but then We're anyway. going to talk about them.
1: We, I like this because like, we could always have another podcast. I, are we even halfway? Yeah, I guess we're not. We are um, like four in. <laughs> we're not
0: four in. How many are we in?
1: We're 11 in. We're 11%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, your choice. Let's just
1: start going faster. How about that?
0: No, but that's not okay. Fine, we can try. We can try. The problem is if, if
1: if we go ahead and discuss the ones we want, like I don't have time to read and podcast at the same time. Like ahead, I'll
0: I'll read the ones I want, and you can podcast about. It. I'm sorry, but then I no. have to find them. <laughs> okay, let's go one by one. Next, we have okay. cumulative advantage.
1: Social status snowballs in either direction because people like associating with successful people, so doors are open for them, and avoid associating with unsuccessful people who, for whom doors are closed.
0: Don't we also like the underdog, I don't like though? this one.
1: Is I don't that like true? this one.
0: What do you think about that? I,
1: I think cumulative advantage is more um I think it's true, but I don't think it's as simple as like social status or success or unsuccessful. Um I think I think it's more that like if you're going up, like it's easier to sp- it's easier to spiral up if you're like thinking up. It's easier to spiral down if you're thinking down, right? Like, I see, I don't think that's what
0: it's about, though. But you're saying no, that's but- what you think. Accumulative advantage is like,
1: yeah, and 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 sure, it has to do with the people around you. If you feel like if it looks like you're improving, then other people who are improving are going to want to associate themselves with you, and that pushes everybody to upward, mm-hmm. right? Um, and same vice versa. Um. But downward. Um, but I wouldn't say it as simple as like I don't like the idea that it. it's like has yeah, to be successful something... and unsuccessful or socially status oriented. Something
0: I've been thinking about as like I get closer to leaving university is something I think Bomb said to me, which is basically like on an application to get something at school. She said you should tell them you're going to be really successful and like basically one day we'll be able. You want to associate with me? Like, you want to associate with me now because I'm going to be successful one day. Like, I'm not currently successful, but when I am, I, like, you're going to be, like, you should invest. Like, kind of like all these internships are, like, they're going to invest in you, and they're going to hope you end up, like, actually doing the thing you're doing then. Like, in all these apps, I have to show that this is the career I want to do, because otherwise they're, like... So it's like, I promise I will you be successful. You need to show that you
1: care so you are. But at focused. the same
0: time, I think the whole point is that's kind of the opposite of this. Just saying I'm not currently successful, but one day will be. Like, that shows they're helping an unsuccessful person and opening the door anyway. And I think it's just that, like, time dynamic. Or, like, right. how you frame it, at least. Um, or maybe it's just, like, an age thing of, like, you're not expected to be that successful. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I this is for a different podcast that we should probably have, but I don't like the word successful anymore. Um, I oh. think it's very loaded and like, it means so many different things to different people that it's become not very useful. And I think it, bec- there are certain words in the language that people put to justify, uh, thoughts, ideas, Interesting. Or other things. and success is definitely one of the, one of those words at the top of that list. Hmm. Um, I'd argue happiness is one of them, too, but that's a whole different podcast. Um, I've changed my thinking on this, or or refined is probably a better way to put it. Um,
0: mm. Yeah.
1: Because, um, mm. like, and, and, and uh, so to the listener, we both did our, what's it called, Enneagram recently? Oh, um, yes. And we're both threes. Um, surprise, surprise! Three. Which probably explains what this podcast um, and what we're talking about. Um, but <laughs> really, all the Explain what a three is. Like what Oriana? About like what's a? Okay. What's the, three what, is what's called, the motivation.
0: Yeah, the three is the achiever, and this doesn't just mean that we achieve a lot. No, it's about um the enneagram is about like what motivates you and what narrative you tell yourself about yourself. So the three's narrative is like I am good when I because I'm achieving things like I feel good about myself when I like get things done and so it ends up resulting in people who tend to be like confident like work hard um and then like I mean this negative is sort of the same of like when you're not achieving things you don't feel great about yourself or you know in life other people have different motivations and you really are motivated by sort of this Like achieving more and more and more and when you get to the top of a mountain you might be like oh my god look there's this other mountain
1: um so it's basically like the curse of knowledge right we both think people think like threes because we're both threes yeah so Um,
0: the whole point of that is like realizing you think that way and sort of like this self-work of the enneagram is what i've been learning a lot about but also that like it's i think a huge thing is just realizing oh like not everyone is thinking that way like that's weird they have different
1: motivations (laughs) But my point of talking about threes is is that um, uh, the cumulative advantage, like successful is definitely something that threes find very motivating and and want to strive towards. Um, And that's why I'm saying I think we're particularly disposed to that word. And I know I have been in the past.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, ready for the next one? This one I've heard
1: of. Me too. Imposter syndrome.
0: Fear of being exposed is less talented than people think you are. Often because talent is owned to cumulative advantage rather than actual effort or skill.
1: Yeah. Thoughts? Um I I don't see I've thought about this a little bit. I'm such I've become a more confident person and a more like just gung-ho, like let's let's get let's get this done and and go at it and like not be scared of stuff mm-hmm. um and the people who and i'm not saying I, I think imposter syndrome is so real um but i feel like i don't feel as much as other people and that kind of makes me feel bad because the people Wait, who do feel it literally feel like, same feel like
0: everybody else
1: feels it that's
0: the um, that's exactly what i was gonna say
1: really okay yeah. cool i'm glad i'm not alone cause no this
0: <laughs> this goes there, back to my there people
1: yeah go ahead sorry I no, mean, this goes back
0: you. to, like, I've been thinking a lot about humility and, like, confidence and, like, dealing with, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that personally because I am someone who, like, as as a three, no, but also just, like, you know, who I am, like, I like to feel talented and achieved and I like to be, like, proud of myself, but I also think that, like, I've felt, definitely felt bad because I, I can't think of a time that I've felt this specifically where I was worried that, like, I was going to be exposed. Like, I've been in rooms with people who are, like, way smarter than me, and I recognize that, but this specifically, like, yeah, I don't think I've felt, um, and And people talk about it a lot in college, and, like, yeah, it makes me feel bad that I come, you know, um, and and maybe
1: it's a benefit to being, (sighs) yeah, but, I don't know, there are people I respect a lot who are, like, imposter syndrome so real, like, everyone feels it, and I'm, like, uh i don't feel it now i feel bad Uh,
0: yeah same i mean um, i'm but i know there. are like i don't think it's not real i just yeah i don't know
1: that i do i I do have the fear like i don't have the fear of being exposed i feel like i am less talented than people around me or i and i don't and i'm less talented than people around me think i am but maybe because they think i'm more talented i am right um
0: Yeah, I felt, I felt intimidated. I have a class in the engineering building and I got lost and I wandered in and I was worried someone was going to see me and be like, she's not an engineer, like do the math and I wouldn't be able to do it. (laughs) But at the same time, I also like realized, okay, I was just like, I was lost because I had never been there. And also, no one was kind of like, I don't know, that was one where I felt intimidated. But I don't know that I felt like, I I felt like they were gonna think something of me that I wasn't and then I wasn't gonna be able to do it.
1: I, I feel intimidated all the time, right? That's pretty common. But fear of being exposed as less talented than people think you are. Uh, it's just like it. Yeah, I, I'm i glad we're both on the same page on that. Yeah. I thought I was alone there. Maybe
0: people like either I'm in a room and I don't think people think I'm talented. Or they're probably right. Or I think they know what I can do and I can do it. Like I don't. Yeah.
1: And even if I was exposed as less talented, like that's an opportunity for growth, in my opinion, which I know is like so like. Yeah, see,
0: I see it as okay, if someone challenged me to like say, to like, they asked me a question, I didn't know the answer, I would just be like, interesting challenge. Let me see what I can say, or like, or I would say, I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay.
1: But... And yeah, I think it's so interesting because I've also been thinking about modesty and uh, mm-hmm. uh humility, humility. And, but also how at, integrates with truth
0: mm. because
1: i think it's important like they they come into conflict a lot and it's like what do you choose do you choose like to say the true thing or do you choose to say the the human human and be hum be modest and like i i guess like not necessarily lie but like not like play downplay it yeah and yeah. and like what's and how can you and I, I think modesty and humility are super important I think they're a huge part of empathy and uh mm-hmm. I think on I haven't figured it out yet but I think on my anagram I'm definitely leaning towards the type that is more hu, uh hum has Social. more humility um I don't know um, I don't remember I didn't I need to listen to that podcast again um but the yeah, so that's kind of, like, where I'm at, and I, I, like, I try to be really humble, and I want to be that kind of leader. I want to be that servant leader, Um, mm-hmm. but I also, like, don't want to, like, like, I'll be honest with what I've been able to accomplish from what I haven't, right? And I know, sense?
0: yeah, and even, like, like, my responses to thinking about it always end up making me just feel like I'm being less modest, because I feel like when I think of, like, a humble leader, I also think, okay, a leader who's confident and, like, knows what they can do, to me, seems like a better leader. Yeah. And and well, maybe totally I'm, like, does. not in every sense and, like... But that my, doesn't mean that person can't have be modest and be, like,
1: at their past accomplishments. And I
0: think you also hit on something really interesting, which is, like, modesty for empathy's sake. And I think I've been struggling because I've been trying to be modest for modesty's sake. And I don't know okay. that, like, that's made sense to me. And maybe right. it's because I'm not thinking about, okay really like the point of being modest is like the relationships and making sure you know what I mean like our leadership like it's specific to the situation but maybe it's more than just like oh she's a modest person like and it goes back to what
1: we were talking about before where it's like nobody likes the expert asshole who's like hey do it this way right um Mm -hmm. whereas like the person who's modest people like them more right or does that make sense? Um, yeah. Like they feel more comfortable with them. is probably a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't think we'd talk about that one that long because it's such a uh, like simple one. It's but... like
0: a buzzword. I feel like right now.
1: Oh, it or totally is. Part of why I, I, I wanted think it's to be good like, i a buzzword." I think it's mm-hmm. good that it's a buzzword because lots of people feel it, and it's totally real. And you should know it's real so that you don't just. So that you know that most other people are feeling the same way you're feeling, and that and you, you shouldn't feel imposter. bad about it. Yeah, and you should, exactly. And you shouldn't feel bad about it, and you might not necessarily like have the same motivation or mindset, or that mm-hmm. we might have that makes it less like that makes us not feel it to the same degree. Let's put it mm-hmm. that
0: way. Okay. I also feel like it's kind of the there's a Schitt's Creek episode, just like a really funny show. They have one deep part. But this guy's freaking out about something, and his sister goes, "Nobody, nobody cares." She's like, "No one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you." Like, if yeah. you're in a room, people are probably thinking about, like, they're thinking about you, but they're probably not thinking about why are you in this room? Are you co-? like, yeah, you know, why what I mean? did they say that very specific thing that very specific way? Like, probably like, not. It's mm-hmm. probably just like and even
1: if they are, they're probably doing it as a thought experiment where they're like, "Oh, that's weird. Like, I guess this is what people think when they think of themselves, right?" Hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. and so, oh, oh, I've heard you, of this. Do you know and, how to and
0: pronounce Scobie? it? In and, and in, I'm going to say In Inscobie's Scobie. quartet. Four sets of numbers that look identical on paper, mean, average, variance, correlation, etc., but look completely different when graphed. Describes a situation where exact calculations don't offer a good representation of how the world works. So this we learn about a visual... this in math, and I don't know why. Really? So yeah, I've one learned about visual... this in every stats class. Stati- oh, really? Okay. Um, so this one was,
1: I probably did too, and I forget. This one was a visual aid, which shows a bunch of dots in different ways. And then the correlation line is the exact same on all four, even though the dots represent very different, um, yeah, show very different things.
0: I have no thoughts, except for I don't know why I've learned this many times, except to like not show statistics more, but they teach it in statistics classes. so i don't
1: know what they were trying to do i love i love how like maybe there's a mathematical
0: point or mathematical like use for it other than beware but i have no idea what it would be
1: there's this video i always love that talks about how it who found
0: this that's what i want to (laughs) know the
1: way studies work like chances are most studies are wrong just because of the way studies work um
0: so, that
1: makes for example like when you look at a study most people take a 95 percent uh quartile like mm-hmm. in other words like 95 percent of the time this is true right and they do statistical variance to prove that the problem is now five percent of studies are wrong right mm-hmm. and it's not but most here's the here's the thing and now most studies they err on the side of doing things that's more likely even if they don't realize it to give them a result that is true, mm. even if it isn't, and so that number actually skyrockets to above five percent. And then there's a oh bunch God. of other things that make it even worse. And so, like in aggregate, most studies are wrong. Um, that's
0: great. I'm going back but, to eating now. That makes me sad.
1: Yes. So when you hear, like, on the news that, or like on the morning news that, like, oh, chocolate is healthy for you, right? This Excuse is like me. a really. This is a really bad study that happened oh, to hit the news. That's a great <laughs> example. That's not biased at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and, especially, and especially if it's sensational, it's more likely to get published. So there's just like,
0: mm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. I just like, page went a little wonky. Um, okay. Uh, we have Ringle-
0: ten minutes left, just so you know. Yeah, I know. We'll go
1: to yours in after, like, <laughs> when there's seven minutes left. Ringelman effect.
0: Members of a group become lazier as the size of the group increases. Based on the assumption that someone else is probably taking care of that.
1: I think there's another version where instead of it's become lazier, like just becomes less likely to do something about it. Like oh, cr- and it
0: gets dangerous. Oh my God. Yeah, that scary they- story they teach you in psychology. Do, do they do they
1: teach everybody this? Like the Oh my God. The one where everybody's looking out the apartment block at the girl who got yeah, murdered. Yeah, and she and died. Every-
0: and everyone no one else is. It?
1: That even though she's whining all night and like crying all night and I being, almost like, that bleeding anymore. out the
0: night after I learned that because I woke up and there were weird sounds at the window and I was like oh
1: my God
0: I literally was like well no one else was going to <laughs> wow. it was my duty to do that's,
1: so that's reverse ringelman I thought the
0: train had crashed I was like it's definitely crashed no one's gonna know
1: <laughs> reverse
0: <laughs> wriggle wriggle out manifest. oh my God yeah I bet a bu- I bet a bunch of st- Psychology students called 911 that night after they learned about this because they're like, we don't want it to be our fault. It's That's just you fine. should be careful, but yeah, it freaked me out. I went, took it too far. <laughs> okay.
1: Um. So yeah. So that
0: one's true. those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Some. Semmel's wise reflex. Semmel wise reflex.
0: Automatically rejecting evidence that contradicts your tribe's established norms. Named after a Hungarian doctor who discovered that patients treated by doctors who washed their hands suffered fewer infections, but struggled to convince other doctors that his finding was true.
1: That's <laughs> so. so sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. This but is way too normal. Yeah, that's just um. true. Just yeah. be careful about what information you digest. Yeah, and keep an open mind.
1: Okay, yep. false consent. Your turn.
0: False consensus effect.
1: Overestimating how widely held your own beliefs are caused by the difficulty of imagining <laughs> and are experiences so of other people. Well, These they they all make me the feel world. so
0: bad. About- they make me feel so bad about the world. We have no empathy. You just can't understand. You're using words no one else understands. So seven.
1: have you ever have you ever thought this might destroy your life but oh, have no. you ever have you ever thought about the idea that um i uh, the idea that our language only has certain words in it and therefore there are certain ideas that we literally can't express because words don't exist to describe them even though they could vastly help us
0: yeah i think i've thought it, about uh, that that doesn't destroy me
1: why it's that like kills me? Because it I'm evolves.
0: Like, yeah, but like still, like the fact that
1: and the fact that see, the I just fact about that, that thinking, there are other
0: languages where like it literally influences how people think. Yeah, but like what language you know. and
1: experiences and um like everything about life is completely shaped by our language. So like there, like like for example, there could be an emotion humans feel that there's no word for. Yeah, in mean it's any not language. Real. No, it doesn't. But I feel like it's a lot. You're, it's harder to it's, it's, it's harder, harder to
0: express it. Have other people understand it? Maybe. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. like even discoveries in themselves, I feel like discoveries are more built based on the language that exists than yeah. the actual discovery itself. Do you
0: remember the the best book we read in middle school, elementary school? I was talking about this earlier to or yesterday. I, I don't
1: know which one. Or Harry Potter?
0: No, elementary school. I guess that was elementary school too. Best audio book. <laughs> I want oh, to make sure it's not just me who remembers this. <laughs> the, the the girl in the city, that one. No, that one was great. That okay, it's called Prindle. It's about a kid. Oh, who makes okay. up a word and it becomes a word. And yeah,
1: it's, just cool. it's just pen.
0: It's just pen, but he calls it Prindle, and then it gets in the dictionary.
1: What what do you remember? It's an from incredible that,
0: book. I remember book. exactly we were listening to it, and they the bus drivers went on strike or something. I think that was the line, and we were laughing so hard. I remember that. And okay. I remember that it became in the dictionary. And this one teacher... Maybe I'm confusing it. Wasn't there a teacher who was, like, mean to him? And at the end, she's like, I just wanted to push you.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I remember. Like, I remember yeah, the of course. teacher who was, like, anti and, 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 basically, basically, and it basically, like, forced him to be more creative and, like, to figure out ways to, and like... And it
0: literally eat, expanded and, beyond
1: And school. literally, like, without... Oh. Without whenever, the teacher being as hard on him, like the word wouldn't have gotten in the they dictionary. Used the word, he they have...
0: used to have to write it on the board. Like, this is a pen. And they would write Prindle. And then she'd make them write it more times. And then he was like, well, if it's in the dictionary, she can't get mad at us. Yeah. And then then, you got it in the
1: dictionary. And then I love how at the end, she's like, I did it to push you. Of course, of course. No, I thought that was really good. Because, like, there are certain people who are, like, really intense.
0: It's the same ending to, like, a bunch of books I read in middle school.
1: Okay. I like like that version of it the best.
0: Yeah, I do Um, remember that. But that is, how does this relate? I remember
1: he was a very,
0: (laughs) oh, language. Have you you ever seen
1: Ferris Bueller Mm -hmm. stay off? He's a very Ferris Bueller-like character, like, very likable. I I remember that, too. Yeah,
0: charismatic. I like it, but annoying sometimes, you know, like, to some people. (laughs) Okay, boomerang effect. Trying to persuade someone to do one thing can make them do the opposite. Because the act of persuasion can make someone feel feel like someone's stealing your freedom and doing the opposite makes you feel like you're taking your freedom back.
1: This is the one I was talking about earlier. Wait,
0: that's what the teacher did. By telling him he shouldn't use frindle. Oh my god! Ah! This and then is like all coming together
1: to in such a huge way. That's I swear, hilarious. I did
0: not read that. <laughs> that's but what that is. Remember, I think this is different. the one I was talking about
1: earlier. Yeah. Uh, so many of these connect,
0: and these such are interesting all. That's ways. why I think we shouldn't go through them all. <laughs> i think Why? we've talked about them because a little bunch of them are similar or we've talked about on this podcast before oh they interplay so interestingly okay yeah that one does we've that so- one's so true we have seven six minutes
1: yeah so let's go down to the one you want to talk about okay
0: we're almost there
1: oh really which
0: one is past yours? chronological snobbery which we've definitely talked about on this podcast yeah to Planck's principle this is the one you wanted to talk about yeah oh well, we might as well go through chronological we've already to... talked about no. it here i'm sure yeah, you but... love
1: this principle we have... <laughs> well the, the funny part is it's like chronological snobbery <laughs> is literally what i'm doing no I'm it's not snobby about being chronological <laughs> order
0: that's not even what it means but that I... is what you are also doing i so. know which
1: is really funny <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we have to do it now because it's chronological oh and because Fine. it's, like, went
0: away. Yeah, okay, do it.
1: <laughs> okay, chronological snobbery. The assumption that whatever has gone out of date is on that account discredited. You must find why it went out of date. Was it ever refuted? And if so, by whom, where, and how conclusively? Or did it merely die away as fashions do? If the latter, then this tells us nothing about its truth or falsehood. From seeing this, one passes to the realization that our own age is also a period and certainly has, like all periods, its own characteristic illusions.
0: I have no thoughts. <laughs> no, yeah, um, I, don't, I, don't I do. I'm in a history well. class, and they keep saying that we can think that the people in the age we're studying were weird, but we can't think they were stupid. The T.A. keeps saying this. He's like, right. really, is like, you can think, he's like, you can't hate these people, which like, I don't hate these people, I don't know these people. But then we are gonna learn about witch trials. So like I probably will hate some of the people who like (laughs) killed other people because they did kill people. But anyway, but his point is like you might think they're weird, but like it's not like they were stupid. They just like had different reasoning and had different assumptions and got to different places because of those, not because yeah. Yeah, like it's it's not like it's all dumb. So or like it's all like I mean, some of it is wrong, but it's not like it's all wrong. And it's not that it's wrong because it's old. Right. Yeah. So, like, they could have had things right and then discredit it, and we could find out they're still right. Or, like, they were wrong, but the logic still holds. I think that's true about most of it. Like, the, like if this assumption's true, then would be true, but the assumption was wrong. So, it's not true. Um, but,
1: yeah. Okay. Let's do yours now.
0: Okay, which actually relates to it. So now I feel bad. It's called Planck's Principle, which is a new scientific truth does not triumph by convincing its opponents and making them see the light, but rather because its opponents eventually die and a new generation grows up that is familiar with it. I cannot tell. I think this is wrong. Where, but really? I had a strong I, I reaction like this one. to it. Because I, I was like, excuse true. me, as someone who wants to like go into a career where I will likely be like persuading people and convincing people and like trying to educate people this makes me really sad think about major you can't just wait for them to die that is not the right answer that's that's (laughs) fake okay
1: so i i agree with you in the fact that um it
0: so so do you not think people can change
1: no i do think you can convince opponents to see it light of a, a new scientific or even non-scientific truth. I think that's very possible. Uh, that's true. This is science. Um, but I also think like gigantic movements that change thinking in a large way do eventually triumph because the previous generation grows up and becomes the minority instead sort of the majority and dies.
0: Yeah, like we're I'm learning about the Ref- Protestant Reformation and there was like a first generation of reformation but there were also like people who we know now as like household reformation names but they were the second generation so like at that What's point already again? so this is the catholic church used to catholic fun fact used to mean universal like it was everyone in europe at least who was catholic and not jewish yeah. or muslim but or another religion or pagan but anyway they were like we're the universal church of jesus right. christ like all of that and then it split into like many protestant many many, and many, many a
1: dollars, yeah, yeah protestant
0: and then that like kept splinting But the theory is, like, okay, so the first generation, it was, like, crazy. But the second generation, like, when your parents' generation has done this, you already think it's a little less crazy.
1: Right. So So I guess
0: that's kind of like this.
1: So examples this make me think of are, like, the LGBTQ movement, the women's suffrage movement, slavery. Like, a lot of people, like, still had very, like, either racist or sexist or, like, other type of stuff. and. Like, the only reason it, like, completely turns over is through those people kind of, like, like, slowly going out. Because some people Wait. are so built up in a world where they believe something that it's really hard to change their minds Then about maybe it.
0: it's that – okay, I have three thoughts, but we have literally have one minute. Will it end us? How does... No, it won't because okay. it
1: only ends us in person.
0: Oh, okay. We had um, – there are three theories of, like, systematic social change that I think are really interesting. One is kind of what you're saying, but it's, like, that people go out of power. Like, it's not that everyone dies who thought that, but, like, right. who act, who holds power? Or who, like, uh, holds important Well, right positions. now,
1: it's a bunch of 80-year-olds in Congress. So, so. like, at
0: some point, that will change. <laughs> Though, okay, so in one of my classes, we talked about how we're going to help the world. as like, a discussion exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the people said, when our generation is able to participate in democracy or something, and I said, excuse me? I was like, are we, Kurt, like... Everyone in the room was over 18. Made me a little discouraged that they thought, okay, us being in elected positions is the only way we can participate. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I don't think that's true. But like, I think our generation already is empowered by like our right vote and whatnot and like everything else we can do. And yeah, so that made me mad. But also there are two theories. One, one of my professors totally believes and he keeps saying every single class, which is that. Social change happens, maybe just in the U.S., or maybe it's a broader theory, when the middle class are affected. Middle and upper classes. Like, when it's felt by almost everyone, or when it's felt by them, then change happens.
1: Say okay, it one more time.
0: So, like, it doesn't matter, like, how bad things are, or, like, his example of the Vietnam War. I think it's called the Vietnam vietnamization but basically like there was the draft but it was mainly people who were like not in college or educated or like it didn't right. affect everyone equally and then as soon as it became a fair lottery it could affect everyone and that's when change like occurred is what right. the theory says so it's like it can affect hundreds of thousands of people but like it has to affect like in the branch of the upper middle class so this is a healthcare class and his theory is like until the issues with insurance are really felt by the upper middle class and the upper class, like nothing's going
1: to change. And arguably like the, the government has its own healthcare system, right? And yeah, therefore true. they don't understand the healthcare system or I shouldn't say they don't understand. A lot of them do understand it. Uh, they don't um, they might feel not. the same healthcare d- differences than like regular people. Yeah. But this other theory
0: that I learned in another class last week is that it only takes 3.5% of the population to make a make a movement. Like the theory was that no I think it was movement or protest has ever been unsuccessful once it reached the 3.5% threshold.
1: Interesting. So the Which big is gap crazy. is between like 1 and 3.5.
0: Or like I mean you can it, I mean part of it is like it doesn't just matter how many people because obviously if your population's huge it doesn't matter if a million people or 10 people like it depends how many. But basically so my professor took this and said okay if this many people at our university did something it would do something. And it wasn't that big of a number cuz 3.5 right. is, is it, like not Was it that like 1000
1: people like 2000 no, people. Less.
0: I think there are 25,000. He so said 60 that? people. Maybe that's, maybe that's incorrect. Let me do this quickly. I, I am too.
1: You said 3%? 3.5%? 3.5. 800,
0: 875 people. Okay, yeah, that's not what he said. But anyway, but that's still like... Out of that many... Out of 25,000?
1: Yeah. No, it's not a lot. That is a lot of people, though. Maybe like, every, look like every a lot.
0: sorority girl? I'm trying to think of how many...
1: There's more than three percent. No, wait. Of the there are more. Population no, is. There yeah. are way
0: more. Yeah. So, like, five sororities. Yeah. Like to me, that doesn't seem are, like that many. How many eight.
1: sororities are there? We have fourteen.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So, that would be like a huge amount of people.
1: Okay, so Plank's principle gets us exactly twenty through this list. Oh my goodness. Um, are
0: we gonna do like seven episodes in this?
1: Well, you know math better than that.
0: <laughs> it was. You know me better than that. They tell a good story. Sometimes you got to exaggerate a little bit to make a point.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, fine. I'll give you that one. Um, are we going to do five episodes about this? I don't know. I feel like we could go through more quickly um, now that they're starting to pile up. <laughs> they're and really the relate same. Relate to each other. One of I them says confront. I don't think they're the same. They're all different, but they just all interact with the world in a way that I think makes them connect.
0: Hmm. You disagree? Okay. Um. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think some of them relate closely to other ones of them very, very clearly. But you're right. Um, yeah, li- we can talk about it again if we want. But um, I think this was pretty interesting. They're- I yeah, really no, don't I think like them. True. That was fun. to. T- but I think that's... <laughs>
1: don't like them as in don't think they're true or don't like, like them Like, this
0: whole them- list just makes me really sad, especially that it is, like, a list. The way I look at like it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's interesting. I love the idea of biases and how like you can understand biases and that can help you improve in life.
0: Yeah, that's true. These are probably interesting things to at least be aware that like other people exist or that in certain situations, like that is true that there is a curse of knowledge, even if, you know, I don't feel like that's in my everyday life right now, you know, it could be. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Do you want to summarize?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. Today, we talked about 100 Little Ideas, um, which here, I'm going to say where I found it, or where our dad found it, so that uh, if the link in the description doesn't work. So it's on collaborativefund.com slash blog slash 100 Little Ideas with dad. I wonder where he got these. Um, He probably found this on Wall Street Journal or something. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, And uh, it's by Morgan Hussle on February 20th, 2020. Um. ooh interesting 02202020 oh, um, yeah. and it's yeah and you can go through the whole list and uh, yeah so that's that uh, and then we talked about we went through 20 of them and really talked about each individual one some of them were pretty short and we like we were like yeah that's just right and then others we talked more about in more depth and got into some really interesting philosophical and just conversations
0: about the world yeah um that's pretty much it. We talked about <laughs> 20 of these little things that um, I would say are like thought-provoking or, as my dad said, morning mind benders, which I could not understand in the morning. But thankfully, it is not morning anymore. <laughs> I was able I, I to get through you, it all. Can I you imagine you, us doing this at 9 a.m.? I can't believe you thought this was
1: interior. Which That's is hilarious. 6
0: a.m. I really <laughs> was like, I had this weird, like... Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, yay or nay to the We Send Dad This Podcast?
0: I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
1: You can listen to it later and then decide.
0: <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> All right, okay. have a good night.
1: You too. Love you. Love you.
0: Bye.